Another edition of the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry, and tonight, a host of interesting subjects. We talked to Cookville, coming off a massive win in a rivalry game last week at White County. We'll catch up with head coach Matt Hauser of Livingston Academy, who will play two games this week, one on Friday and one on Saturday, excuse me. And we talked to an undefeated coach in Derek Samber and the Stone Memorial Panthers. All that and more coming up in mere moments on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, we begin with our top story, and that is the fact that Livingston Academy will play two games this week. Head coach Matten Hauser and the Wildcats will host Upperman on Friday night and then turn around and head to Jenkins, Kentucky to take on Jenkins Independent School on Saturday. We, of course, started off by asking Coach Hauser just what does the week look like preparing for two separate games in less than a 48-hour period. With this being a holiday week, we had initially scheduled practice for early Monday morning, but... um, we ended up giving them all day Monday off and just opening the facilities for a couple hours to let them come in and work out for those that weren't spending time with their family. But we're big on family time and spending time uh, away from the facility when you need to. And with Saturdays, that's typically what the kids get to do. And without Saturday this week, we, we decided to let them have Monday off. But, you know, other than that, nothing really changes. We'll practice Tuesday and Wednesday as normal, walk through on Thursday, play on Friday. The only difference is Instead of sleeping in and enjoying your Saturday at home, we'll be getting up, jumping on a bus, and driving to Jenkins, Kentucky to play. And it's not ideal. It's not what we, you know, set out to do. We obviously didn't schedule it this way from the get-go. But um, once we couldn't get the White's Creek game rescheduled uh, and it went down as a no contest, we needed to find a 10th game, and we had to do what we had to do to find a team that was also needed 10 games and was willing to play. So that's how we ended up at Jenkins. What is the process? You were describing it a little bit to me, but what is the process on Saturday of what to wake up, when we leaving, what's kind of that day going to look like as that's not a normal trip for you guys? No, it's a longer trip than normal. Uh, we'll, we'll leave fairly early in the morning and, and drive uh, an hour and a half to two hours, get out and eat, stretch, spend some time um, just getting ourselves loose, and then we'll jump back on the bus and finish the trip and get up there and play. We play at 4.30 Central Time. Um, so we're playing a little bit earlier so that we can get back on the bus and leave after the game and get back home at a decent hour. So, you know, it, it's not ideal. It's probably twice as long as we would typically have a, um, a long road game. Um, so, you know, our kids are resilient. They wanted to play uh, before we scheduled anything. We asked our players' council, you know, do you want to go up and play a team in Kentucky if we can't reschedule White's Creek? And they were all about playing. They wanted to get more games in. So, uh, you know, the program's about the kids, and we'll do whatever we can to make sure that they're getting that experience. What does it say to you about your council and your team as a whole that they were all pretty gung-ho about, we don't care if we have to drive three and a half hours, we want to strap up and play a ball game? You know, I think it. the kids are hungry to, to have opportunities to compete. Um, they enjoy the challenge of, of playing, and this is a very difficult, we've said it from the get-go, this is a very difficult district. Um, there's, it's probably as deep right now as it's ever been uh, from, in terms of the teams at the top and how good they are, and we've got a long way to go to, to catch some of those teams. And We've made some strides, and last week we were in that game right, uh, right up until midway through the third, and then uh, we had some big plays happen to us on defense, and you know we in turn turned the ball over a little bit, and it kind of led to that 
score being what it was. But, you know, we were in that game for quite a quite a while. Same thing with Trousdale County. We were in the game in the second half, had our opportunities late in the game. And then, of course, White's Creek, we were up. So, you know, we're playing well uh, at times. We're just having a difficult time putting it together for four quarters. So that's the challenge. Practice hard, play hard, um, but more than anything, enjoy what you're doing. We have such a limited time to play, and I, and I told the kids by the end of next week, we're halfway through the season. And for seniors, they you could see their eyes light up when you said that. I don't think they un- – they feel like they're in a, such a long grind, they don't really understand how quick this thing goes. So um, we'll do whatever we can to make sure that they have a good experience here. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the effort and some energy and the things that we're doing. We just got to clean up some things to give ourselves an opportunity to win. No doubt you got to clean some things up, but you definitely can't be penalizing yourself, turning the ball over against a really talented Upperman team. What have you seen, what little bit you've, you've maybe looked at uh, from the bees that are going to make them such a challenge coming in here Friday night? They're just big and physical and, um, you know, both sides of the line of scrimmage, they've done a good job of controlling that uh, against all their opponents that they've played. Um, You know, they've got a recent run of a lot of success the last several years. Coach Kane does a tremendous job there. Um, And for us, we have to, number one, not be intimidated. by how good they are we have to show up and be able to play fast and in our own brand of football but we have to show up and play hard for four quarters limit the little things and quit you know worrying about things we can't control uh, just play the next play in front of you enjoy the game enjoy being with your teammates and um, you know l- let whatever happens happen whatever happens happens head coach Matt and Hauser Livingston Academy Wildcats for what it's worth I also got a chance uh, to catch up with Dr. Teeples, you'll hear from the assistant principal and SID at halftime of the game with Upperman, but he was very clear on clearing it with the TSSAA, making sure they followed quarter restrictions. They have gone through all kinds of hoops, crossed every T, dotted every I, but they wanted to, according to Dr. Teeples, his exact words, we wanted to make sure these kids had every chance to play in 10 games. They have done just that, so... Really, applause to Livingston Academy is as crappy as it is going to be to play two games in two days and make that drive to and from Jenkins, Kentucky. Uh, The Wildcats are going to get 10 games in. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders coming up later in the program. We catch up with Cookville coming off a massive victory over White County last week. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders continues as we take a trip to McMinnville to visit with Warren County Pioneers head coach Matt Turner and discuss with him his team's losses in back-to-back games, the loss of his quarterback in Alex Van Vuren, and how his team prepares to take on a very difficult Mount Julia team at home this week. Uh, What didn't work well for you guys against Lebanon on Friday night? Ah, Well, you know, we uh, actually... Started the game well and and went down and scored and and defense was playing well and we kind of swapped punches there a few times and then uh, uh, our quarterback he he put on a, a heck of a drive and uh, scored but when he scored he dove over the pile dove into the end zone and and kind of rolled up and unfortunately broke his collarbone and. Um, uh, and then, uh, of course, Lebanon answered right back and kind of 
kind of punch us in the mouth a little bit right there before halftime, you know. So if you take that, you take that first, uh, or you take that last minute away from the halftime, it's a totally different game. Uh, I feel like, but you know, uh, young kids, and then they lose their admiral there, and, and then uh, so it, it was just a little tough uh, trying to recover that second half. You've talked to me extensively about how much confidence you have in Brady's shoulders, how much you love uh, his talent and what he's able to do, but how do you kind of this week get the troops rallied uh, and get them behind Brady with a guy like Alex going down, a senior, a leader? Uh, that's got to hurt. Yeah, you know, but, you know, Alex was there. Uh, of course, we did an early morning Monday practice and uh, had a freshman game uh, with Lebden at 10 o'clock. But Alex was there and, and uh, you know, and everybody, we kind of discussed the things. And, and, and Brady went in there the second half and, and, and did well. You know, of course, he was, you could tell he was nervous as a billy goat, but, uh, you know, but did well. And uh, we... We talked to the team about, you know, just where we're at because we've got a ton of sophomores in our lineup, which is good for the future, but it's, it's, it makes it difficult for right now. But, you know, we are focused on us, uh, you know, because we know Mount Juliet and even Lebden and even Sparta. I wish Sparta's got young guys, but, you know, um, we've got to worry about our guys, you know, and, and simplifying, not simplifying our offense, but just making sure that we are executing and we know what we're what our rules and our, our responsibilities are when we take the field and break the huddles and, and, and things of that nature. So, um, you know, we've had a good – good Brady's done a good week uh, uh, of practice thus far. And, and uh, you know, I think uh, – and, and, you know, and his, a lot of his peers um, or the guys that's blocking for him or that's on the field with him are his classmates in the same class right there, you know. And uh, we've got a good core group of seniors that are surrounding him and, and – and, and giving him the confidence that he needs to to do the you know to execute and run our offense. Any coach will tell you when you have to bring a guy in like that, everything has to change. People have to step up. Play calls can go differently. What is your job as a coaching staff? What is Brady's job now, becoming the full time starter for at least a time? And what is this team's job around him with him having to step into that role versus? Just being the guy who's always ready. I, you know that you know that. Hey, you know, as a coach and a coaching staff, you always talk about those kids that are, are like you said, that that's supposed to be ready and get ready because you know you never know the next play it could be your play, it could be your opportunity to go out there and and, and showcase your talents and and the preparation that you have put in. Um, you know, and so I, I do feel very confident in Brady. Uh, you know, and of course he's got a good, uh, uh, he comes from good stock with his dad, you know, being a, uh, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback and different things of that nature. But, you know, just to trust the process, uh, and trust their coaching and, and tr- the staff needs to trust what we've been doing is correct and that these guys just, just, just trust the process and, and, you know, and, and uh, the product I think will take care of itself. How do you as a coaching staff and how does this team kind of go back to the drawing board after a big win in week one and back-to-back losses without doing what you just kind of alluded to and not sticking to the process, sticking to the game plan? Yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, we had had a great first week against, I thought, uh, still believe. I know Coach Trapps had some injuries the same as we have, you know, but – 
Uh, and, and you know, and and DeKalb hit us in the mouth early, and we went down fourteen nothing in the first quarter. And our kids, I believe they they was confident and, and trusted the process and and stuck it out and you know came up with a win. And in the last two weeks, you know, against Sparta, we was just down. You know, I think it was eight to six at halftime. And and even to this moment right now, I still don't know exactly what happened. You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, as such, uh, there's so many other roles of a, a head coach as far as just X's and O's. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what happened with the boys, and and of course, um, uh, you know, because I felt like we just went out flat. I felt like we was good coming out of halftime, you know. But then, of course, uh, uh, Pinion just took it to us um, that second half, and then it's almost the same thing with Lebanon. Lebanon is a little different, you know, because they saw that you know Alex went down and and that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of that may be just the maturity of it, and and. But I feel like we've uh, addressed that as a coaching staff and, and, and talked about guys, you know, just I've always been big on burning the ship and, and you know, and you can't control the last play or the last game or the last series. You know, you got to move forward and, and, and don't waste this play, moving forward worrying about what is behind you because we can't do nothing about it. So just uh, allowing these kids to stick with the process and, and uh, you know, and find – find the little success and, and, and glorify it and then build off of it, you know, uh, whether it just be executing and first downs and, and moving the ball and making tackles and, and execute that kind of stuff and not try to win the ball game every play and think if it doesn't happen that we've lost, you know. And, uh, but this, the mature, just, just allowing these kids to mature and, and develop. Well, consider the ships burnt. They lay at the bottom of the ocean now, Coach. The past is the past. We've looked back enough. Let's look ahead. What does Mount Juliet do that they're going to bring to Warren County McMinnville on Friday night that you guys are going to have to key on to walk away with W number two on the year? Well, you know, Coach Perry is always I, I've admired and, and 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 you know he's kind of I've watched him and and tried to model after him. You know, he's got a uh, a, a scrappy, well-coached, disciplined football team. You know they—they're not really. I don't. I feel like they're not as. They don't have those flashy players as they've had in the last couple years. You know the ones that went to Vanderbilt and the linebackers, and 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 now they just got a, a group of kids that are flying around playing football and playing clean football, and that's what we have challenged our uh, squad this week as far as for us to be competitive. And put ourselves in a position to win. Uh, we're going to have to play clean football, uh, especially on defense, knowing where we're uh, where we're supposed to line and what our responsibility is, and 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 you know, and and try to perform to the best of our ability. Um, you know, uh, they've got a couple good running backs, and quarterback is is, is a, seems to be leading that offense pretty well. And the defense just flies around. And, and Coach Perry's always just had a fundamentally football program. Warren County Pioneers head football coach Matt Turner as they prepare to host Mount Juliet in McMinnville on Friday night. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is the high school playbook. Colin Castleberry with you as always. And now we head to Stone Memorial in Crossville where 3-0 and the Panthers sit 
getting set for another big-time game coming up on Friday night. Here's head coach Derek Samber. Coach, this may be a question you're not entirely sure how to answer, but uh, how do you keep your team grounded and humble after starting 3-0 and in three very different kind of ball games? Yeah, I don't think that's an issue with our kids. I think this is this is a really driven group, um, and they certainly don't lack for confidence. But I don't think humility uh, will be an issue. I think they're certainly proud of what they've done to this point in the season. Uh, but a team like White County will humble you real quick if you don't humble yourself uh, in the week leading up to them. Um, I mean, you allude to it right there. A team like White County can catch you if you're not careful, especially a guy like Trip Pinion. How do you guys limit what could we could make an argument for is one of the best quarterbacks in your region and, and really across the Upper Cumberland? Well, you know, he uh, he leads the state in rushing currently, I think I read, and is maybe number six nationally. Uh, so certainly we're aware of the task that's ahead of us. Uh, Colin, we like to think, you know, defensively, uh, we're not going to be perfect. Uh, we're not going to execute perfectly. Uh, the other team has good football players, and we hope, though, that that our mistakes and our flaws are covered up at least some degree by pursuit of all 11 hats to the football. And so uh, that's certainly going to be a point of emphasis this week uh, is getting 11 hats to, to Trip Pinion or whoever the ball carrier may be for Sparta. I understand he may not be your scout quarterback in every rep, <clears throat> excuse me, your rep every week, but those reps where he is, how much of a benefit can it be for your team going up against Trip Pinion to get to practice against Nick Osmond this week? Yeah, you know, uh, Nick's a talented kid in his own right, certainly a different type of ball player. Uh, I don't know that we've got anybody that can replicate Trip Pinion. I don't know if anybody in the state has anybody that can replicate Trip Pinion, but uh, yeah, Nick's a kid that's going to make us better, uh, even when it's not an offensive period of practice. He's going to be over there serving the defense, whether it's the secondary or the, the team defense or an, an inside run type period. Nick's going to be making our football team better. Now, whether or not that gives us uh, uh, a taste of what it'll be like with Trip Pinion, I don't know. Well, Coach, I know you always like to you stay you like to stay humble. Your guys, as you mentioned, are a pretty humble group. But uh, this is a defense from White County that gave up forty plus last week to Blake Owen in Cookville. What can we expect from a guy like Nick Osmond this week, as talented as he is? Well, you know, Nick relies a little more on his arm than those other two kids. Um, and, and listen, tremendous ball players in their own right. We we saw firsthand what Blake Owen can do, and he's a tremendous football player as his trip, but. Uh, Nick's quite a bit different from those two kids, uh, but as far as what we can expect from him, I certainly hope it's more the, the same, uh, and I would expect it to be just in the sense that uh, Nick is the same kid every day, every uh, possession, every play, uh, touchdown pass, incompletion, interception, handoff. Uh, he's the same kid, has the same demeanor, demeanor, and doesn't get too up or down. We get into the weeds a little bit here. Uh, what is the emphasis this week? If, if if I always said there's you know the one thing for the offense, the one thing for the defense that you're putting a big emphasis on this week as you get ready to play White County. Well, you know, offensively is is clean football, and that may be a broken record, Colin. I feel like I've said that on these things before, but limiting turnovers, limiting drop balls, limiting penalties—that's uh, what we call clean football. And then you know, defensively. 
I've already said it, and that's pursuit. You know, uh, Trip Pinion's a great ball player, and they've got a couple other kids that got loose against Cookville for some good yards. And so uh, wherever that football's at, we better have 11 young men uh, with stone across their chest chasing it on defense. As you've talked about several times when you go up against, you know, really talented ball players, be it at the quarterback or the running back position of any kind, how do you coach up your guys to get ready for the off-schedule plays, knowing that Trip Pinion may be most dangerous when everything falls apart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's a conversation we've had before, Colin, but we do try to rep it. Um, again, it's not entirely game-like. You can't entirely simulate uh, that kind of chaos or broken play on Friday night or extended play on Friday night. Uh, but we certainly try to rep it. Um, it's something that we're intentional about. I think you have to be. I don't think we can just hope that our kids execute and defend that well. Uh, it is certainly something that is, is specified periods of our practice will be, uh, and always are, uh, will be dedicated to extended plays. Head coach Derek Samber, Stone Memorial High School coach. Before I let you go, I, I'm, I may get a very uh, kind of muted answer here, but I'm going to ask anyway, what, what would 4-0, and a start 4-0 and for Stone Memorial mean, having gone through several of the teams you will? Yeah, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of good ball clubs. I, I think Sweetwater may still be ranked in 3A. Uh, Cookville, I, I think everybody kind of got a good barometer on what they're capable of with their win over White County Friday. Um, and, and then CCHS, of course, is a personal game for us and what it means to our community. And then, you know, getting the fourth one, whoever comes out on top Friday night is is going to have a leg up in the region standings. And uh, this region is so tough as it is. I feel like we're the freaking SEC of 4A right now. Um, and, and so dropping one in the region column would be very, very difficult to, to make that climb. But uh, a win gets you a lot closer to the top of that mountain. So uh, we know there's big implications on this game, and it means a lot to a lot of people. And I really hope our kids, believe our kids, will answer the bell. Stone Memorial head coach Derek Samber, the Panthers, look to go to 4-0 on Friday night. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From Crossville, now we go to Cookville, where the Cavs may not be undefeated, but they are elated after a rivalry win over White County on the road last Friday night. Head coach Taylor Hennigan understands it's not a region game and there's still a lot ahead of the Cavs. But he certainly was quick to not undermine what a massive victory Friday night was. Uh, yeah, always, always big. You know, at this point, you know, a win is, is big for our program. You know, I told our team after our first win, it's not easy to win games. So anytime that you, you win, it's always awesome. But to go on the road um, in, a, in our biggest rivalry game of the year and beat a good team um, was definitely something that uh, made the weekend a little more enjoyable. It definitely didn't come easy. That's you know no lie if you look at the box score. But uh, let's start with the positives. What were you guys able to do offensively all night to put up forty plus and walk away with the victory? Yeah, I really felt like you know that was kind of offensively that was um, kind of a perfect game plan for what we what we thought we could be and what we wanted to be uh, with our quarterback it was it was run the football in a power run game style. Uh, try to get some of our athletes the ball on the edge a little bit. 
um, and then take some shots and, and be efficient in the passing game, which we were. So uh, really proud of those guys. I mean, physical, really physical up front on the offensive line, um, backs and tight ends. Everybody did a good job. So obviously Blake ran ran downhill all night. So um, really good to see that and, and proud of, of the game plan and the way our kids executed it. On the other side, you know, we want to give credit where it's due. Trip Pinion is obviously one heck of an athlete, one darn good quarterback. But what did you guys do defensively that uh, you just could not find a way to kind of slow them down at times? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a good player. I mean, he's he's done that to a lot of players or a, a lot of teams. And, and so we knew, you know, he was going to make some plays, obviously, Um you know, there were some, some things schematically that I think, you know, we could have done done better as coaches. Um, but there's also times where we, we played it pretty well and, and we were in the right spot. And, you know, you just got a good player in space that, that it's hard to bring down. So uh, certainly credit to him. He's a phenomenal player and, and made a bunch of good plays. What do you guys have to do this week to get better? What do the Cookville Cavaliers have to do this week in practice to improve? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, we got to move on. We've got to move on. I think, um, you know, coaching staff, we've we've done that. We've prepared um, preliminarily for, for Lebanon. Um, our, our players, you know, I told them to enjoy it this weekend uh, because you do need to – you need to enjoy when you win. But today we have to – you know, we have to move on and we got a really good team coming in here Friday. So uh, we're, we're still going to keep it about us. We're going to, you know – try to improve uh, in the areas that we need to improve. Um, but we're, we're, we need to move on and prepare for, for a new team. How do you move on, right? What's the, what is the coaching like? What is the, the message to the team to get them to move on? I mean, they're high school kids, right? We're, getting, we're telling 16-, 17-year-old kids to move on from a really big moment. How do you get them to do that here as early in the week as you can? Yeah, I mean, you know, for us, we, we will – this is our first day back. We, we took the, the long weekend off. So we will reflect on, on that game and fix some of the things we need to fix and, um, you know, highlight some of the things that we did well and some of the players that did well. Um, but then we'll, we'll flip the page and we'll, we'll go right to Lebanon. So I think as coaches we have to kind of set that standard and, and, you know, we're all business when it comes to preparing for a new team. Um, but also, you know, for us, making sure that, you know, that game last week isn't the, the high point of our season. You know, for us, we want to win region championships and we want to win playoff games. And um, I'll be disappointed if that's if that's the only, you know, high point of our season. We have a bunch of big games coming up um, and hopefully, you know, some playoff games at the end of the year. So that's kind of the message for us. Don't don't let Friday night be the, the high point of our year. Don't let Friday night be the high point of our year. I love that message from head coach Taylor Hennigan as the Cavs obviously did not play a region game last Friday. Do play a very big one this Friday. When we return here on the high school playbook, we stay in Putnam County. We'll check in with Scott Hughes and the Monterey Wildcats built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook. A loss to a team loaded with Division I talent last week in East Robertson. This week it doesn't get any easier as we check in with head coach Scott Hughes and the Monterey Wildcats who welcome Clay County to the mountaintop at Monterey High School. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Here's head coach Scott Hughes. Coach, 
What did you guys do to turn the page from, albeit a good performance, but but a tough loss to East Robertson? I mean, we just came back in and, and just did what we normally do. Uh, you know, got back into our normal uh, Monday routine. There's, there's nothing that we're going to change uh, because of, of a loss or a win. Uh, you know, we have a, a game plan ready right now for improvement. Uh, for our program, and it's something that we believe in. And, and so we just followed the script of, of just another normal Monday. What is that plan? Where do you guys have to get better this week? Well, you know, we, we're going to get better in front of – and we got to get better in all aspects. You know, it, it's one of those things that it's not just one thing. You know, when you go back and watch the film, you see some bright spots in some areas, and and you see some negatives in some areas. And uh, so, you know, we're we're still working to uh, just get better fundamentally. And uh, you know, we're we're huge believers in in the fundamental aspect of the game that you know you gotta you gotta throw and catch, and you gotta block, and you gotta tackle, and and so you gotta be able to do those things every day. And uh, you know, and and then just continuing to work on our mental aspect. Uh, not not just trying to throw things at these young men, uh, but but being able to teach the why of what we're trying to do, and that way they know the inner workings of it, uh, and and so that they always have something else in their toolbox to be able to to use on a Friday night for success. You guys have really played well defensively through these first three weeks, despite obviously a loss last Friday. You and I talked about it on Saturday. An East Robertson team that you hold the twenty points with the amount of talent they've got. Certainly uh, something to be proud of. How do you guys get the offense to kind of begin to catch up to your defense? As many coaches will tell you, defense tends to early in the season be ahead of schedule. Well, you know, we we just got to keep working. I mean, it's a lot of things that, um, you know, we control. It's a lot of things that, you know, we're putting ourselves behind the chains or, or we're getting penalties at, at very inopportune times. And, uh, you know, we we just got to grow from that. And it, it's something that uh, our young men are working every day at. And, and they're they're really showing up eager to work. And I'm I'm really excited about the growth of our team to this point. And I'm, I'm excited about the work ethic that those guys are putting in and, and the work that they're putting in uh, to try to grow and be better. And, and you know, unlike a lot of teams, uh, you know, a lot of bigger teams, you know, for us, and and you know uh, teams that that around us that we're playing, you know, you have so many guys that are playing both sides of the football, and and it, it's it's very taxing on them physically. It's very taxing on them mentally, and and sometimes you know those mistakes show a little bit. But but for us, it, it's just you know it's a step process. We knew it was going to be a process this year, and and we knew at times there was going to be a learning curve that may be slow and. Uh, you know, for us, uh, we, we see a lot of bright spots, and, and we just got to kind of get over the hump of what we're trying to do. And, and a lot of times, though, we got to get out of our own way. Uh, for us, uh, sometimes I think we're, we're impeding ourselves. I so love to put a spotlight on the bright spots, on the positives, uh, because it's all about the kids. What are some of those bright spots through these first th- three weeks you've seen from your Wildcats? Well, you know, you got to give our offensive and defensive lines a lot of credit. Um, those guys are, are playing, you know, an extremely large amount of snaps and, and they're being super physical on both sides of the football. And, and then from there, you know, um, you look at, at, at our, our receivers, they're, they're getting better. Um, they're, they're blocking out on the perimeter more. Their routes are crisper. Uh, just a, a, you know, kind of a growth in that from, from not understanding to now being able to function at a high level. Our running backs are doing a great job. 
Um, you know, our secondary is working extremely hard. Uh, I, you know, I could continue to go down the list. It just, you know, over the last month, five weeks, I've seen such a huge, huge improvement uh, in everybody on our on our team and in every group. You know, when you look at our linebacking group, uh, early in the early in the summer, I was kind of had some question marks there, and and all of a sudden, you know, we've had a couple of guys step up, and and you know, you take a guy like Jack Blaylock, who who went from kind of an unknown to all of a sudden he's playing a ton of snaps every Friday night. Uh, you know, our quarterback room is growing. It, it, at times, it, it may not look like it from a statistical standpoint, uh, but you got to remember we're, we're playing with guys that have never done it. And, uh, you know, their their work ethic is showing uh, tremendously to, to myself and to our staff, and, and we're comfortable with those young men. And, and we know it's going to click at some point in time. You guys have a game that a lot of people, fans, uh, people inside both of these schools have been – Uh, Looking forward to, probably been circled since the schedules came out. Clay County taking on Monterey. They're bouncing back from an 0-2 start with kind of a get-right win at Jackson County last week. What do you see on film that maybe changed or went better for the Bulldogs last Friday night? And how in the world do you uh, counter it coming up this week? A very good Bulldog program. Well, you know, when you look at what they have, it's, uh, you know, very well-respected program that finished runner-up in the state last year. And, uh, you know, Coach Lamb does a phenomenal job. known him for a long time. And, uh, you know, when he got there, he was given, you know, a lot of resources. And, uh, you know, he's well-deserved in that. Uh, You know, he's able to bring some coaches with him and and was able to to retain a a super high-level defensive coordinator. And, and that's huge. And, uh, you know, uh, hats off to those guys for the, the body of work that they've done. Uh, you know, when you watch them on film, you know, Clay sticks out. they got great athletes, um, as they always do. They're, they're physical. Uh, you know, Coach Lamb and Coach Dickerson and Coach Maynard, they're, they're going to have a physical brand of football, and, and they're going to be, you know, well-coached in every aspect. Uh, the, the guy that sticks out to me is, uh, you know, a quarterback. He's a big-time athlete, um, you know, ad-libs a little bit. Uh, love his his composure, love his athleticism, uh, big time arm. Uh, you know, tight end. They're they're getting the football too quite a bit. He's a big physical young man, and uh, they have a receiver that they're moving all over the place. And you got to be able to locate him. And uh, he's just a, he's a super athlete, making people miss, and, and got a lot of speed. And and then when you watch them defensively, they're just they're they're so good about being aggressive. They're downhill. They're they're always where they're supposed to be and and you know they're going to have a great scheme on every Friday night and uh you know it, it's a game that that we're excited about and coach Lamb and I wanted you know wanted to get back and play cuz it's a pretty pretty regional game as far as just local you know it's not not a bad drive for any of us and um you know as far as people being excited I have no idea about that I hope we have a big crowd um, which, which no matter who we play, generally our, our fans in our community turn out. We're very blessed to have that support. So it, it's a non-region game. Um, you know, for us, it, it's another Friday night to compete. But, but you know, we, for us, we we prioritize region games, and and so you know, this is a, I guess you could call this a pride game, just because it's a non-region game, and and it's a chance to compete, and hopefully our young men will show up and play hard. It is certainly a chance to compete. Monterey head coach Scott Hughes as the Wildcats come off a 20-7 loss to East Robertson. Clay County, meanwhile, on the uptick as they defeated Jackson County last week, 
to seven. Who comes out on top? Well, you can tune in to Sports Radio 104.7 as this one will be our game of the week. Clay County visiting Monterey. Coverage will begin at around 640. For now, this is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Nearing the end here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, but we've still got a couple places to visit, a couple coaches to catch up with. Here's Sean Loftus, Jackson County head coach. And we began by simply asking him, how in the world do you put a 47-7 loss to Clay County at home behind you to begin this week and start prep for a very good Westmoreland team on Friday night? Well, I mean, our biggest thing is trying to get uh, get healthy and get through the sickness. Uh, you know, I guess last when we talked a week ago, we were fine with the exception of... Uh, uh, Riley getting injured against Sell Creek, and then by the end of the week, um, you know, we were uh, bombarded, it seemed like, with some sickness and still got some sickness going on uh, within our uh, within our team. So, uh, I, you know, we didn't practice yesterday, you know, even though we needed to. I tried to give them three days away from one another just to try to, uh, to, try to get rid of some of this and hope everybody had that you know, three days away and where it's not, uh, maybe it, it kind of has got away from us for a little bit. Yeah, how do you kind of combat that? How do you deal with that when it's one thing to have guys going down with ankles and shoulders and all this sort of stuff, but sickness can be really debilitating because it can quickly take away half your squad. What is kind of the thought process this week in trying to get going again and get rid of that uh, sickness that's clearly going around with everybody. I'm a little under the weather. Right. Well, I am too. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, and it's, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, at least with the injuries and stuff like that, you, you see it happen or it happens immediately and you kind of, uh, you kind of know, uh, you know, when if you need to put somebody else in that type of thing. But with sickness, I mean, like we were, we even had our Thursday walkthrough and all that stuff, and and then uh, uh, had had one later that night, uh, you know, uh, that get called and you know start running the fever and stuff like that. So that's just something that you know you don't it, it's it's you just kind of keeps as me as a coach on pins and needles because you know whenever we only have twenty four twenty five kids and um, and it's running rapid right now throughout our. Uh, uh, team and so it's uh, you know the next guy's got to be ready to go and uh, you know and it's that's all I can say I mean it's um, uh, you know some of these kids aren't ready I wouldn't I wouldn't particular say that they're ready it's just they're going to have to be ready uh, to play Friday night and uh, for the remainder of the year. Yeah, and it doesn't get any easier for you guys Friday night. Westmoreland is a very tough team coming in what what makes them such a difficult opponent for you guys well just i mean they're they're traditionally uh you know a good football team they're hard nosed they're well coached um you know they they have a system in place where you know each and every year you know what you're going to get from them but it's just uh, those kids have uh you know within that system have played in that system for so many years and uh uh and so that's that's the reason why you know I feel like Westmoreland has uh, has a good tradition is because of you know those kids understand what's expected of them offensively and defensively because they've ran the same thing since they were 
you know, uh, started playing football probably. But, uh, you know, they're, they're a well-coached football team. They've got several good athletes. They're physical. Um, you know, so it's, uh, uh, it's definitely going to be a, a tough matchup for us this weekend. Obviously, outside of getting well, getting right, getting guys back uh, from sickness and, and other things, what is the emphasis on your team this week? What do you guys on the field have to do better this week? Well, we just have to get better. We have to, we have to focus more on us, I feel like, than our opponent. I mean, we're going to obviously you know, understand what, um, uh, what to practice for and things like that. But our, biz- our biggest thing this week, I feel like, needs to be on us and, and going, kind of going back to the basics and teaching uh, and, and understanding what we're wanting, both offensively, defensively, and, uh, uh, and just competing. I mean, that's the... Uh, you know, I didn't feel like that we competed to the best of our ability last week, and uh, uh, and that may be something that we need to to reiterate this week. Is uh, you know, you only get ten opportunities per year, and you better make the most out of each and every one of them. Jackson County Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Final segment of the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you. And now it's time to hear from a team we didn't talk to last week because, well, they were on a bye. The York Institute Dragons and head coach Derwin Wright. Coach Wright was very clear with me last week about how he was not a fan of how early their bye week came, but it has come and gone. Nothing he can do about it now. So how in the world do they begin to prepare for not just a game this Friday night, but subsequently games for the next eight or more consecutive Friday nights. No more breaks for the Dragons if they plan on going on a deep, deep run like they did in last year's postseason. Here's head coach Derwin Wright of the York Institute Dragons. Coach, what was the emphasis for you guys last week uh, during the off week? Well, we just wanted to work on conditioning and technique and just get take some of the things that we need to improve on and and really spend some time working on them. Obviously, coming up this week, your first road game on the season, what's different for you guys in a road week? What little things are are different? Well, we do a little film study on Thursday where normally we do it on Friday before the game. Uh, And, you know, not not a whole lot. Just you've got, you know, anytime you ride that bus, you've got to get off, get there and get those – legs back under you and be ready to play and uh you know watching blitz all they've got a very good offensive defensive line they're going to be a good test for us yeah you went into the line play there the trenches are going to make it tough what are some other things bledsoe county does that you guys are going to have to pay kind of close attention to on friday night well they run you know they run a wing team coach tabers run it for years does a good job with it and we're just going to have to you know we're going to have to be fundamentally sound defensively and uh you know, we've got to read our keys and not, not be looking in the backfield and getting getting confused where the ball's at. Yeah, how do you coach the team up this week? A lot of football coaches will tell you against the wing tee, you're just trying to avoid playing hero ball, right? Everybody do their job, and that's how you can limit an offense like this. How do you coach that up this week? That's it. You just talk to them about, you know, when you, when you see that going away, you've got to stay at home. Uh you know, basically just emphasize, you know, you've got to do your job. You can't try to go do somebody else's job. When you do that, you leave something else open. So just do your job. If you're responsible for, you know, buck sweep, if you're responsible for trap, if you're responsible for 
back coming out the back end of it. Just do your job. Have you talked to the team at all about the run you guys are going to have to go on uh, and maybe taking care of themselves, considering that the bye is unfortunately now behind you guys this early in the year? Absolutely. We talk about, we, you know, I tell guys all the time, you got to eat right, you got you to keep lifting, you got to take care of yourself. You know, your body just to maintain during the season is, is almost an impossible thing to do. You know, so you, you've got you've got to you've got to commit and dedicate yourself to eating right and take care of yourself and, and living right. On the opposite side of that, how nice was it to feel like you had a week to to work on some things and get healthy before you dive head first into region play? Well, it was it it I would have liked to have had it on our fall break. Obviously it would have worked out better. Just couldn't couldn't get that done in the schedule uh so you know i kind of curious to see how things shake out like you said as we go on this long run york institute dragons head coach derwin wright as they prepare to head to bledsoe county on friday night two and oh on the season are the dragons already having celebrated or observed their bye week last week so a very very interesting run ahead of them if they plan on going deep into the playoffs it'll be Eight, nine, ten plus consecutive Friday nights for the Dragons without a break. If you missed any part of tonight's show, make sure to go to ucsportsnation.com where you can listen back to Warren County, Livingston Academy, York, Cookville, Jackson County, Stone Memorial, Monterey, as we caught up with each and every one of them this week on the High School Playbook. The schedule ahead sounds like this. You'll have Livingston Academy hosting Upperman on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. Coverage beginning at 6.15 on Friday night. Of course, Livingston Academy will then turn around and take on Jenkins, Kentucky. Jenkins Independent School on Saturday. We'll keep you updated on when the broadcast will go live for that ball game. Stay tuned to UC Sports Nation's Facebook page and Twitter, as well as the website, ucsportsnation.com. Cookville is taking on Lebanon this week. Coverage will begin at 640 on News Talk 94.1. And as I said earlier in the program, Sports Radio 104.7, your home for the game of the week. Between Clay County and Monterey, that one at Monterey, beginning with coverage at 640. I'm Colin Castleberry. Thank you to each and every one of our guests tonight, all the coaches being willing to take a few minutes and join me. This is the High School Playbook, and it is built by Mountain Barn Builders.